Welcome, everybody, to whatever we're calling this show, a series of videos that are talking about the SHOT Show that's coming up in January of 2023. It's the Shooting and Hunting Outdoor Trade Show, the largest of the shooting industries, uh, industry shows or get-togethers. Uh, it's a show that has been semi-permanent for the last 20-something years, oh, no, 10 years in... I don't know how many years I did to do the math uh, in uh, Vegas. And because it's such an interesting event, a um, couple people have expressed interest in knowing more about it. It comes up in conversations and it is so large that probably things about it can be difficult to find out. So in order to kind of clear things up, to talk about it, to champion it, and to appreciate what it offers, uh, we're doing this series of videos. I'm joined by my friend Clover from Texas. Thanks for joining. Hey, good to be here. Okay, and we're trying to do this in an hour. So we've already been blabbing. I've been blabbing for about a minute. I'm going to let you take it here for a bit and talk about what we're talking about today. Put you on the spot. I have no clue what we're talking about today. Oh, it was getting the most out of the after events. <laughs> Oh, the after chat stuff. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of people don't uh, don't realize, but, you know, I've always said, you know, the show itself for me is, and, and we always, we've always known that SHOT Show being the uh, industry trade show, a lot of people don't realize that necessarily, but uh, it is not a gun show, so it's not for the average you know, person or anything like that. It's for folks within the industry to get together and talk shop and place big orders and and other things and and all part of that is the networking right uh and the uh meeting people and talking with people and uh you know of course to place those orders ultimately uh but you know not only do those things happen those things i should say happen on the show floor during the day but uh there's also after events uh, at night where things of that nature can take place uh and then you also talk i think one thing we were talking about is uh the the rituals or the the habits or the routine things um, that not only ourselves as media but other people tend to do since we're in Vegas, uh, you know, as far as once the show's over, you know, meeting up certain places and, and doing certain things, and so uh, you know, gives a time to uh, not only you know the networking aspect is covered, but also you know. Uh, camaraderie and a, and a relationship building aspect of things networking can be really clinical <laughs> like i do this you do that hey let's get together and do this project over here and, and that's the end of it um, whereas you know the after events can breed more of an actual relationship where it, it moves from beyond that hey i offer a to the game you offer b and we're gonna you know accomplish z to you know hey i like this kind of uh soft drink or food or you know this you know the, this we got this these things in common in our life or you know we both hate nine millimeter or you know whatever the case may be right on it says as you're saying that um i'm sitting here thinking that you know we all have different 
things that we do there. And that's one of the things that drives me nuts. Like, I don't mind maybe on Friday sitting around and BSing, but I don't like sitting around and BSing. Uh, I sit around and BS all year long. So I already know everybody's favorite soda, you know what I mean, for the people I hang out with. But um, it is an opportunity if you haven't met somebody before. That's one of the things that we're not here to sell you. This is the recipe or something, right? I mean, that's not the point. This is to tell you that it's a big, giant thing, and there's different ways to approach it. So um, I'd like to uh, at least put the thing out there that if you have, let's say, you know, we have podcasts. I have a regular podcast. Clover's had regular podcasts in the past. But like when you do a weekly show or something, you're going to have people on, and you're going to have opportunity after that show. We call them after chats or whatever you want to call it where the show goes off air, but everybody's still in the room together and you end up chatting. Sometimes about what we just talked about, other times about whatever. So if you've got something going on, there's so much opportunity to get to know people. And when you're sitting around after the show, usually in the evening, sometimes after some relaxing beverages or something, you know what I'm saying? Like you get to know people. So when you get to SHOT Show, that's when I'm like, you know, what can we do? hands-on so i can I, i'm with you but i think i'm more of the or i'd be more of the inclination to go let's go someplace and do something and, and get an experience together you know get go on an adventure together or something like that um rather than hang out at a place and shoot the shit sitting at a bar because there's a lot of people that well it's just, you know it's also a different thing with physicality or whatever if, if you got worn out and you're just going to want to sit there you might as well sit there with somebody right that's a whole right. different story than like hey i got some energy left all right, so um, I put that out there for people that want to ask questions or whatever, feel free. So the topic is after events and what else to do in Vegas since you're going to SHOT Show. Um, in the notes, I have, I guess I didn't take a ton of notes on, you know, digging into these. I think that was the concept is to, to let us kind of devolve these things into more than just the thing. So as far as the after events, there are some, we call them after events because SHOT Show is from like eight to five or something like a business day. Then these events happen after the, that, you know, after the show closes, but they happen each day. So they, you know, they happen after the show closes on Tuesday and after the well, show closes on Wednesday, but they're also before the thing even starts, you know, on Monday or Sunday even. Go ahead. So yeah, check, check the private chat while I say this, but um, you know, we, we're marked at after events, but I guess my question to this is, are, can we also talk about pre-events because we know there's breakfasts and lunches and then also before you ever even get the shot show, maybe yeah, there's some things that I can talk about there uh, because we're also talking about what else to do in Vegas. So are we kind of encompassing the whole thing, like things outside of shot show that you wouldn't normally do, but because you're going to SHOT Show or you're at SHOT Show, you're doing those. Okay, so then Sheepfire is saying, what kind of things can you, things go on at the end of each day at SHOT Show? So the show itself is not, like there's, I mean, there's rules like the building is going to open at this time and it's going to close at this time. And then there's rules that the NSSF, the, what do you call it, like the hosting, the promoting, or the promoter, 
is going to apply you know so there's the, the vegas rules i suppose probably laws you know then there's the rules of the building in other words here's when we're going to open the doors and here's when we're going to close it here's what's permitted and here's what's not here's what's available and here's what isn't and then shot show comes in for example like wi-fi it probably isn't just available in that building that's something i bet shot show brings in because some shows don't need wi-fi right so there's going to be rules that shot show applies to the thing and then there's like tradition or what people do like the culture of the show so looking at it like what happens at the end of the day there's going to be the hard guidelines when the building is open and then there's the when shot show wants you out of there because it's easier to get everybody out of a building to secure it all night and then there's the um i guess pretty much everybody's going to call at five o'clock the end of shot show right so then there's sort of things that'll happen in the show towards like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Some of the booths will have beer, for example, but other things will happen. If they're doing giveaways or if they're doing some kind of a, I don't know, one of them wheel things and they've been trying to give away something all day, maybe they'll say, you know, everybody gets free reels and wheel spins on the wheel until we give this away. It, it's kind of just dependent on where you happen to be standing and what happens to be going on. It's chance, right? But but there's those kind of things that are going to happen, like traditions of a booth or something that they come up with as a marketing thing or just something that's fun. You know, there's a lot of, like shot, uh, Super Bowl was there one year, like it happened during Super Bowl. So I'm sure a bunch of stuff came up about that. You know, I probably didn't pay attention to. But then I think you're probably, she fires is probably talking about the things that happen after or extracurricular, I guess, off the premises or off the campus. Yeah. Probably. I'm guessing that's what she's talking about. So I think you can break them down to, I would put them, there's a lot of things. So I'm trying to decide where, I'm going to ask Clover where you would draw the line. I think I'm going to draw it between people farting around and people doing business. I think they generally could be divided into those. Um, I think you... Well, maybe reminiscing. There's probably like reunions or whatever that would be called. There's definitely like units will get together. I know like companies will bring back people or you know, maybe something that maybe let's, I don't know of one, but maybe like if a media organ, like gun channels doesn't exist, but it kind of does. Gun channels would get together. You know, something like that might happen. What do you call that? I don't know. It's not really, it's kind of just shooting the shit. It's kind of just hanging out. Yeah, I, I don't think you could. I don't think you can boil it down to two. You know, those two categories alone. Uh, you know, you have you have companies and/or organizations that will have events, and some of them are very specific. Uh, I know my wife has been to some um, so some women only events, for example, right? Um, where you know some of the organization events or the company events are uh, are mixed whatever what what is that co-ed i guess um and then you've got you're right then you've got very specific groups that get together right um then you've got um you know like-minded the kind of the like-minded people i would call that you know like-minded slash family right that's where the gun channels thing comes into play which is you know more of a hanging out so but i would i would disagree that that it's business or just shooting the breeze um i think i think it, every, it, every, event, every event i've been to both are happening at the same time it can happen in the same conversation actually 
Yeah, it's going to happen because everyone's there with that motivation for the week and they're there doing stuff, moving and shaking. So you figure out something. Oh, I had no idea. Now I'm telling my friend and what it works with whatever you're doing or wait, we're doing things opposite. Let's wait. We think what these are really good ideas or not like right. that kind of stuff is going to happen. But um, I guess what I was thinking is like if they set it up, like if it's to, like if it's at a well, I'm not allowed to say titty bar anymore. So strip bar, gentleman's club, whatever you're supposed to say. Right. There are ones that get. You know, obviously not everything's going to get posted there, but there's something that might get scheduled there in the past. Let's say things had been scheduled there. Well, that ain't going to happen in 2022, right? Not with anybody who wants to do business or uh, actually have anybody, you know, you know what I mean? Like very few businesses are going to ever con contemplate something like that. But, right. um, you know, but it's something that drastic or maybe I don't even want to say mini golf or something like, but there might be. I'm trying to think of something else that would be just going out and getting blotto drunk, maybe. Like, I don't know, you know, just meeting at a bar and, every, you know, a bunch of drinking people and they all just get drunk right. and they're going to talk about booze until they're blotto and they're just going to be blotto and show up late tomorrow. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that do that. And I'm assuming people that are into that are going to know where to hang out with that. So I'm thinking something like that. There might be some business because obviously everything, everybody's got their own pace and style. So I'm sure some business right. gets done right there. But uh, for the most part, I think some of them are set up to say, because I think some of them are actually set up. I'm using crazy extreme, extreme examples that really don't even exist. But the, some of them are set up to be like, let's let your hair down and, and forget the show. Like, this is a way to to cut loose and not think about it because it's Thursday or something, you know. And like, our, I don't know. Then there's definitely ones that are set up and like, hey, don't don't let don't let business end when the show doors close. Show up at our place and bring your checkbook or bring your Rolodex or whatever your business cards right you know it's we've got finger food but you're here to to make connections yeah. or whatever now and do you know of them okay go ahead i was gonna say do I'm you know of any that are engineered for that as far as what the letting your hair down part well either way i guess i was thinking the business card one because i haven't been to that one i've heard of them but i haven't had, had um, i would one. say i would say the antares alliance that's done up in their suite uh, oh okay is is a similar you know, hey, we're going to hang out. I mean, they buy a bunch of liquor and they set up a little quasi bar, you know, of course, and people drink. And, but, you know, it's more of a, you know, bring your business card mingle type situation where there's some BS going on. Yeah. But, you know, you're also meeting people within the alliance and friends of the alliance and other things like that, too. Uh, what I was going to say earlier is that I've been to both both sides of the party. I've been to the one where the music was super freaking loud. The drinks were flowing freely. Uh, and it was just more about just chilling and you couldn't really even have a conversation. Um, and then I've been to stuff that was far more intimate. Right. Uh, but Meaning yeah, they, they said to conversation where it's like literally set up to just mingle and, and hang out. Yeah. I mean, there was music, but it was not, overly powering and blaring there was there was the ability to for liquor or whatever but you had to pay for that if you wanted it so you know not not everybody was you know sucking the bar dry um you know so yeah and it was you know they had there was plenty of, of comfortable seating and things like that you know that you could sit around and and uh you know actually have a conversation a lounge, a lounge situation compared to like a straight up bar situation, I guess, is kind of what I'm going with. One of the elements of it is, you know, this thing started in the 80s and um, 
police came into it in the 90s. Well, actually, it started before that. It started in the 60s or something. But, you know, it kind of existed probably without a ton of change. Like a lot of things didn't have a lot of change until it got larger and more people influencing it. And then technology and communication, speed of communication uh, in, changes it. So um, you've got people that are, I don't know, I, I'm going to call it tradition again because I can't think of the words in my head. So, the, you know, you, they create these traditions. We're going to go here. Those people are going to go there. These people are going to do this. You know, somebody in there is going to the restaurant at the top of the needle or something, and that's their thing to bring people together for something. And somebody else is taking them to a range and somebody else, maybe there's like some hunters that go out and look at hunting dogs and they run them around or something. You know, somebody else is going for a reeling. Like there's, there's different things that are happening because there was no other options back in the day. Then you get, you know, let's fast forward a little bit on the clock for the timeline and you get internet influence and different types of media, different types of, uh, so once you have new types of media that we don't really talk about this too much, but at one point there was no celebrity at SHOT Show because there was no celebrities in firearms, right? There was one or two Olympics maybe and like a hunter who did something or a TV show. There was no celebrity, so to speak, in firearms. Then there became, and every once in a while, a military hero, but very rarely was that associated with any firearms brand or anything, maybe a model or, you know, endorsed a ad campaign or something. But once you change the dynamic and individuals are holding cameras and individuals have audiences and, and people's ears and eyes, what you get is a different respect and a different conversation between people walking up to a booth because they could be media, they could be a buyer, they could be somebody with social influence that isn't any of these things, right? And it could be none of these things and still create a, vi a viral video based on something that happens. So we just live in a different world, right? And as that kind of stuff changes, these these events are changing too. Well, so, you know, so there are some that are kind of more, I don't want to say, I'm going to say tied to the past. You know, they're involved with people showing up and doing stuff and things and, um, uh, you know, more physical activity and things like that, where some of them, I'll bet you there's, well, we know there's virtual things that are happening. Hey, everybody's tired after the event. Let's all go back to our rooms, do our own separate thing and meet up online and we kind of get a lot of stuff accomplished that we would get accomplished at a get to, at a cocktail party, but not have to then drive home after the cocktail party and have, and have to down a bunch of drinks just to stay awake and then have to do it that body tomorrow morning instead of the body that goes home and drinks water, you know, eat some kind of protein or something, lays there, lets your body recuperate while your brain is doing all its stuff and your mouth is communicating and your brain's doing its thing, but your body's laying there recuperating. The next morning that hydrated, you know, rested body is up and attacking SHOT Show where otherwise it's more vitamins and caffeine and energy drinks, trying to make it through lunch, sugar and energy drinks to the next, you know, repeat the cycle. That can wear you out. Anyway, I kind of got off on a couple of things there, but I think that some of those events have changed to be, or to adapt. And I don't think there is any one. So in your time going, when you started going, you didn't just go, you know, without paying attention first, you were doing some kind of research first. In that first year, did you have any after events specifically that you had in mind or that, what was, was there any specific plan there? And then after so many years, how has your plan changed to incorporate the after events? Maybe to start off with when you started, like out of one to one to a hundred percent, your concentration was on the show and after events, probably very little on the after events. What percentage on the after events at the beginning? 
and what percentage on the after events now? Hmm. Um, I would say first starting percentage uh, on after events, maybe like maybe ten percent. Um, but you know, and that was anticipation. I'm guessing not like confidence or like you weren't like. Yeah, I mean it. it you 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 have to get a. a you have to get a feel for the room, so to speak. Um, you know, once you understand the the communication, the networking portion of it, which is part of the work on the on the shot floor, that those things yield opportunities with the events, right? And so the first year it was it was a combination of, you know, I didn't know how to get, you know, I kind of knew some big things that went on. But I didn't understand that there, all of the amount of smaller things that went on as far as after events, right? I mean, everybody reads about, hears about, knows about, you know, clock and uh, cry and, and all these other big, huge, crazy parties and other things. But, you know, you don't think about the smaller stuff uh, that goes on, like the Antares, like the Soul Invictus that, you know, the buff, buffet thing they had at their, at their Airbnb, right? Um, a lot of people don't, you know, don't think about all of the little things and so in order to to know about all the little things you have to network and talk with people and you have to spend that time on the show floor asking the right questions and meeting the right people um now i would say it's not it's not exorbitantly more um but i would say that it, it it's probably doubled more so i would say maybe 10 percent going in the start and i would say maybe 20 percent or so now um and the reason is it, it's it's progressive. Is that the word? In that it comes with the more you understand how to work the floor and talk with people in the network, the more those opportunities present themselves. So it's not like I'm I'm focused more on it, but because I'm doing the the the, the right things on the floor, which correlate to those after events, right? It increases the opportunity. See, and this is, I don't know if this is useful or not, but it's to an off, enable to archive and offer perspective. This is going to sound like a dick, and I am offering, this like big brother, bad uncle advice. So I definitely have a different, if somebody were to ask me that question, I would have said, I didn't even know there was after events back in the day. And because I, you know, I was going to answer you first, I guess. When you said that you didn't think, or that people don't often think about all the smaller get-togethers, and you mentioned a couple, I was—I didn't want to interrupt you, but I tried to interrupt you there, but I stopped. Um, there were no smaller events. I mean, there definitely weren't the small events that happen now. There might have been smaller events, but they were tiny little versions of the big events because that's all people knew. It was the years of evolution that created the ones that you're referring to. But um, so I didn't know there was events back in the day, so I would have put no effort into it. And, and back in then, we were. You know, we were playing Vegas. We were just going around playing around in Vegas because for us it was like, oh, it's still a vacation. We didn't know. And I bet you to a lot of people it was still a vacation uh, because it's in Vegas and the show's over. Now I'm going to go run around in Vegas. And that meant go watch shows. Everybody watched shows back then. Um, we'd go gamble if that was their thing or go drink for free and act like they're gambling if that was their thing or, I don't know, whatever else is in Vegas, right? Like people went and did Vegas stuff. Then they came back. There were some events that people knew about and some events that, um, we always tried to get to the Glock event just because I knew it was a thing and I wanted to experience it or whatever. It was always the elusive thing or whatever. But um, then after years, I found out about some secret events, we'll say. And here's the thing. I don't want to sound like a dick, but I'm going to sound like a dick here. And uh, 
I'm not trying to offer this as advice for sure, but when I found out there was these secret events, well, then I was curious, right? I want to find out what these secret events are all about. And in asking around about them, I got invited to them, let's say, and then experienced them a couple of times. And I was like, okay, now I get it. I understand it. And they're epic. So they were epic. I don't know what they're going on anymore. I don't think they happen anymore. So that was a different environment. And therefore, I gave it a lot more attention because there was some effort needed to be able to deal with it. It wasn't, it was like a, it was an effort. You couldn't, you just didn't buy a ticket or you couldn't just, uh, you literally couldn't buy anything to get there. You had to do other things. Other things had to exist for you to be able to get to some of these things. And I'm trying to be elusive because they don't exist anymore. And I don't want people to go to SHOT Show and think, I'm looking for all the stuff I don't know about. Because they may exist. I don't want the things I'm talking about don't exist, but other things like it, I'm sure, exist because if anything cool happens, somebody's going to try to emulate it. I know for a fact a couple of people emulate the one. But what I'm trying to get at is when I was attending Shot Show, from, it's, it's changed for sure the, the percentage of effort I put on those after events and, and percentage of anticipation I have for that, those after events have changed. But at one point and for a couple of years, the after events is what I went to SHOT Show for because that was where more stuff happened for me and for what I was interested in. And, you know, that's, and those events happened to become epic for a minute, I think, and then they went away. So one, if you miss stuff that is only temporary, that's frustrating, right? If you get to attend stuff that's only temporary, that's a whole different thing. And you may, and other people may not, uh, What's the word? They may not uh, value it as much as the people that participated, but often the people that participate in singularities or in rare things that last for a few years have a bond and they have that wink, they have that nod to each other going forward. You know, we're the ones that were at that thing or we're the ones that know about the thing. And so I don't want to crap on any little events and I don't want to. I do want to put it out there that there may be things happening. I'm sure there's, I know there's things happening I don't know about and Clover doesn't know about, but whether or not those things are awesome and worth pursuing is a question mark. Uh, I want you to know of them, I guess, with this, but I don't want you to spend your time only pursuing those because they may end up to be lame, in which, time, in which case you put a lot of effort into attending something lame or experiencing something lame. Um, but at the same time, like I say, that's I would have I would have thought you put more like forty percent, and maybe you would have said ten to forty percent when you said double. I was impressed because, uh, but that's because you do so much more stuff at the show. I quit doing stuff at the show really, compared to my year of doing stuff. Like the show is a piece of it, but nowhere near. Uh, you know, I don't put any effort into that part of it at all. So that's where I think we're seeing a different, uh, whatever percentage on how much. We're looking well, at you're, and you're coming in it with with you know years you know of experience and seeing the evolution right like i you know i haven't been nearly as many years as you and and i have seen evolution so i, I totally understand what you're saying and yeah your your perspectives are going to be different than mine because of that now you also have been going to shot in an era with media being internet media so you've gone to things that i don't have any interest in because i wouldn't i'm never going to go to a youtuber thing like i just don't have any interest i went to the first youtuber things i didn't go we went to the first youtuber things and anyway 
and I'm never going to a YouTuber things. So uh, those kind of things just didn't exist or whatever, but because they're, they're not going anywhere. There must be TikToker things, right? There's got to be Instagrammer. I know there's Instagrammer things, but there's knife things. There's, I mean, everything except the stuff. Oh, I'm sure there's AK stuff, but I was going to say everything except what I like, because I bet you there's like a CZ group that gets together and they, unless there isn't, if there isn't, then if you're going to SHOT Show and you're into something, doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to use CZs for this example, because I like to pick on them. But if there was a CZ group there, they would be smart to meet up on like, let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, I always think of the wrong day, Wednesday, two days into the show, Wednesday night, get together and go, what did everybody see? So that everybody gets to see everything and nobody misses nothing, right? That's the kind of stuff that can happen in 2022. That, I mean, there's no, that would have never happened in 2010, right? Five, right. Come on. right. Um, so that kind of stuff is neat where I'm in the A case, AKs, what would you say? 5% of the show? For a giant year, 10% of the show? Like, there's no AKs in SHOT Show. So finding all the AK stuff is really difficult. Um, sometimes you're by yourself, but if you had 20 people that were in AKs and you're meeting up on a forum, and if you're not going to SHOT Show and you want to participate, um, actually, I'm going to make a point of bringing that up later again, too, for people that listen to this and go, oh, shucks, I wish I could go to SHOT Show. Uh, robot and usually stops it go ahead you're back you're back okay i was just saying that uh most of what happens at shot show is really not at shot show it's all preparation it's all other people being involved and then it's all after the fact shot show happens for four days out of a year with 364 or whatever 361 other days most of shot show isn't shot show Shot Show sure. brings 60,000 people together out of an industry of hundreds of thousands, if not, well, I'm sure it's millions. Yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. So it's, Shot Show is not the people at Shot Show. The people at Shot Show are the eyes and ears and the thing, the monkeys carrying around cameras. So in other words, I've had ever, actually, my secret is that I've never had to worry about what's at Shot Show because people like Pink and you and Ghost and everybody else who goes, does all the stuff about worrying it because you're worried about that and ghosts worry about this and pink's worried about what people say that they're interested in. And that happens. We all chat and then, Oh, oh do you know about this? You probably like this, right? Like very rarely does anybody miss anything. Right. Um, but anyway, so um, I was just saying that the people at home can be a facilitator for the folks who are there. It can be crazy what we're trying to prepare people for who might be going, uh, again or after some amount of time because it does change and if you haven't been for a while get ready for a new shot show but uh, if you're going for the first time and trying to get it all figured out you know we're not trying to overwhelm you but give you a realistic uh, perception of it and some hopefully some useful strategies or some mindset to have as you go in but all this isn't just for those people going in it's also to explain to the people who are the 99 percent of us that don't go to shot show about what the situation is there and what they could probably use for uh, assistance, right? Or, um, well, whatever, you know, support. And, you know, sometimes hosting a room, sometimes uh, finding pictures and putting them in one spot. I mean, there's so many ways we could have a whole conversation really on how to do uh, at-home support. If you're going to SHOT Show and you're spending any amount of your, 
you know, effort, your, your treasure and your time to do it, uh, and you've got people who are on your side, uh, I would highly recommend incorporating them as a resource into your strategy, into your overall strategy. Having friends on gun channels is fun and sometimes useful, but it's really random. And if somebody, something happens, then that person isn't going to be able to be there to host the thing, or that person's not going to be there to move back and forth between the thing, you know, whatever the role might be. So if you really want to make the most out of your shot show, I guess we're kind of off topic with aftermarket, after show stuff, but um, having people off campus, off site, this can be a, a secret weapon. I don't know if we can say that, but I think. Well, I, can... I, I definitely think so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's absolute value in those that open the. I mean, the biggest projects only have a few people on the floor. These projects most people. Robot, it again. All right, I think you're back. Um, I was just saying, some of the biggest projects we're running around trying to get her, somebody on the phone, and some of the biz biggest projects have a secretary who's on the phone with that person, making sure they're where they need to be, and we're trying to catch up, right? Right. Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, appreciate you killing some of those bots out there, a little distracting, you know, knocking down bots as they pop up. And uh, Ghost is saying having people willing to start a chat, letting you jump in while you're there is great. Logistics start to, I think it was a type or something, but starting, up, I think you mean starting up a live chat is tough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's like Woodstock, just making saying it's like Woodstock. You don't know what's going to be epic until later. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, I think yeah. there's a lot, it's a lot more like fishing because it's Woodstock is like, let's put all my eggs in one basket, go to Woodstock. And you didn't, I don't think the people that went to Woodstock had any concept, but, but after the fact, right, it would be kind of like one shot, but the, the, it's more like fishing because you're going to be doing so many things that you're going to get different returns on all of them. You start to need to judge, you know, what was worth your time and that kind of thing. You've usually got a sense of it though, after the first day, after Tuesday. Like Tuesday night, you kind of got a feel of like, oh, wow, this, you know, all the big buzz, the big things, the, and whatever it might be, whether that's a product or whether that's a company or whether that's the rumors or whether that's the, the energy of the show. Like you can, you can kind of nail that down after the, after the end of the first day. And so that, that's interesting, an interesting aspect too. And, and part of why, you know the after events and 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 stuff is important like you said sharing stuff because there may have been people that you know they spent their first day and maybe the law enforcement thing and so whatever happened you know happened on the main floor or whatever it was and so now they're aware and the next day they can hit that up so i think i'd like to um dang it i Unplug these stupid earbuds that I got, and now that distracted me from the thing I was going to say. Let's talk about uh, the fact. Oh, I was going to say, let's talk about what's in Vegas because it is, is Vegas, and especially for someone who's never been there before. Um, I don't know. From your experience, let me ask this: If someone's going to Shot Show as an individual, I don't know how many people you might know in that case, and then for the first time, and then. How many of them bring their wives because now it's a vacation for the couple and 
they don't know what to expect. So I'm going to be at Chacho from eight to five. Why don't you book that, you know, show for six? We'll eat dinner between, and then I'll get some sleep after, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so there are probably some people that bring their significant other or business people, whatever, and then intend on doing some other stuff at shot. I think it might be a little bit unrealistic unless one, you pace yourself and who cares and you do what you want. But two, once you've done it a couple of times, you could totally pace yourself essentially to know, okay, I'm going to need some energy or time or whatever energy basically to go watch this thing. So I'm going to kind of mope around a chat show today or tomorrow, both. Um, but anyway, uh, getting into that kind of stuff. And then I got a whole nother thing we'll talk about after that. But as far as shot show itself, and I don't know how much of the stuff you've done in your experiences, but you've definitely chatted with others that have either completely ignored this element of it or taken up that element of it. And actually we could do another poll perhaps, because this poll is kind of dry and we do it every show. It's about halfway through the show. I think I might do a show, uh, another poll about Vegas. Like what else would you do in Vegas if we were going to, if you're going to Vegas? But I'm kind of spoiled because we live in Tucson. We used to be like a half an hour, well, we are a half an hour flight from Vegas, but it used to be just a few dollars. So on a whim, we would say, hey, let's go to Vegas. And we would drive over to the airport. Half an hour later, we're in Vegas. We'd fart around in Vegas for a couple hours. Half an hour later, we're on our way home. So we used to go to Vegas a lot, I guess is what I'm saying. And yeah. I have a different relationship. I could care less about Vegas anymore. But I'm sure some people are like, this is Las Vegas. So I'm going to pause because I think I'm breaking up and I'm going to kill that poll and start a new poll. Let Clover riff here on Vegas and your experiences with it and the idea of bringing a significant other to enjoy Vegas while you're at shot. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard for me to, to speak on that necessarily because I don't, um, I just view the trip as a working trip and, you know, I'm very careful with the time that I'm spending that, offers zero ROI as far as being able to um, facilitate opportunities and things that ultimately, you know, give me a return on the investment of, of going. Um, that being said, um, you know, I do have the experience with the significant other um, the last year or couple of years, maybe even my wife hasn't done anything really in the form of, of content or anything. And so she has, um, you know, checked out some of the restaurants, checked out, you know, some of the shops. I mean, hasn't made a show or anything like that. Uh, I know that, you know, we do the, the road trip on the way in and on the way home. And that's more, maybe that's why it's not such a big deal for me to do the, whole sightsee in Vegas, go do cool things is because we've got that day plus going in and a couple of days coming home that, you know, we do things, you know, little things and we'll see this or see that or whatever the case may be. Um, so maybe that's part of it. I, I know going in one year uh, we did stop. And if you're going traveling from the East, you know, to Vegas, um, you know, stop off i mean it doesn't take that long to stop off at the grand canyon right um you know the the hoover dam i mean you're talking about two you know major things right there in that area uh that you can at least say you've gone and you're being even if you just drive down there and you know look go oh, okay there it is and and leave 
Um, at least you can, you know, that's something you can check off your list at the end of the day. Um, I know for my wife, it's been little things. So like the driving in and it's, it's part of in the traveling, not, not Vegas, but you know, we took a, a detour through, you know, a little corner of California because she had never been to California. So, you know, not only we do take a little detour through a corner, but we stopped at a very expensive, uh, California McDonald's. Uh, and had uh, and actually had breakfast so she can not only say she's been to california but she had breakfast in california so uh because we do little things like that i'm i'm inept when it comes to ignorant when it comes to things in vegas uh, again if it's not um uh, industry related shot related after party if it's not uh, you know something as because it can be beneficial just simply go back to the airbnb um, you know, especially if you're with a group, which we've talked about that before, which is, uh, can be super beneficial and go through the debrief, right. Um, and restructure your game plan for the next day. Um, so, you know, I'm, while I've got a little bit of outside looking in perspective on that, um, I definitely am not the, I'm not even close to the ultimate authority on, on, Hey, let's go hang out and enjoy Vegas. Um. I've put money in slot machines very few times uh, compared to the many times I've been. Never seen a show, you know. Um, there are things that I've noticed. Even, I do, you I do haven't enjoy. even experienced the whole checklist once or nothing like over the years. No, uh, I okay. don't think so. No. What uh, about going up in that needle or no. the archer? I don't know. Those, one of those roller coasters or anything like that, no? Nope. Cause that's a whole nother thing. I don't like, and I've got no, and, it, and it's, it, here's the thing. So I've got no, it's just like you, Gee, you're kind of, you know, I don't have no, you know, inclination to do that. Like, I don't want to do those things. I, I'm, right. the, I'm the way with that. Like, I don't want to hang out and watch shows and go up in a fucking space. I've done all those things. Cause I was like, cheap and poor when like I was I a kid. You do them for free, but yeah. Yeah. Like I don't care about, I don't, I don't care about doing any of that stuff. That's not why I'm there. It's just, I just, I don't care about any of that. It's not that it wouldn't be neat or whatever. And, you know, one of these days make a trip to Vegas just specifically to go to Vegas and hang out. Sure. All those things are on the agenda, but you know, um, if you make plans, that's the other thing is, you know, we, we, we talked about on multiple occasions being fluid, you know, you know, you make plans to do things like that. Oh, you know, we're going to go to this show. We bought our tickets to go to this show at whatever. And then you're on the shot show floor and, you know, some opportunity happens. Like, are you, am I going to go watch Carrot Top perform some comedy? Or, you know, do I want to go to this event that opens the door for me working with this company and doing these things or, or helping this organization or whatever the case may be. Right. And the answer for me is going to be the latter. So I've just wasted money on the stupid tickets for carrot top. I think what there should be is helicopters taking you from the top of the hotel that it's in. So all you got to do is walk out, go up an elevator to the top of the hotel, get in a helicopter and go to a cool houseboat with a helicopter landing pad on it in that big lake over there and then hang out on that lake helicopter right away and then when you're done they take you on a helicopter and you parachute down to wherever your hotel is there you go and that would be efficient okay so uh i think that everyone thinks of vegas as food because everybody eats not everybody goes to shows and all the rest of their gambles or any drinks and all that but everybody eats and i think everybody can agree that vegas is i mean it's probably one of our 
things we should probably be embarrassed of as the United States or as humans. But on the other hand, we can also be super proud of the fact that we evolved to where we can make just the craziest flavors in the world all happen in places like this. And everybody who shames Vegas needs to go to like any of the countries where they have real giant waste. You know what I'm saying? Like UAE or Saudi or someplace. Like, let's go talk waste in a place where they actually waste gold and stuff. So, you know, we're over here being kind of wasteful for our level, which may be wasteful for, for you know, some, most of the country, most of the world, but still. Um, it's not like every city's like this. It is Vegas, though. So, um, anyway, I'm trying to give people an out. No matter what your conscience is telling you, you are a human on a planet flying around, and Vegas is an opportunity to, to participate in some of the luxuries that humans have created, right? It's a real democracy of luxury right in some ways so at whatever level and trust me i'm cheap i'm i might not be the poorest person on the planet but i'm definitely super cheap and frugal so i'm not going to vegas to waste money but i have been to vegas and other people's dimes before so i've experienced some interesting things and it is fun once in a while so i can understand the food part of it for sure so i'm putting that at the top of the list vegas shows are not my thing like you're saying but I have gone to them just because I wanted to say I've been to them before. So I've been to the kind where girls are just dancing in the, the chorus lines and stuff. Super boring. Like it might as well be ballet. And then magic shows. I think I must have gone to Penn and Teller or something like that one time just to say that I could do it. And I felt bad because I, was, I think it cost like money to go there. And and I just didn't, you know, I felt like it was a waste of money. I didn't, you know, I could watch this on cable or whatever. It's just the same thing. But um, I can understand people digging it. So I can totally get it. You get to get dressed up. You get to go and, you know, you're in Vegas. You're doing it. You're seeing these people live that you like and everything. I get it. And it's worth it, right? Um, and plus, they do things differently or whatever. So I get it. Just like a concert. And I'm counting concerts in the Vegas shows, right? Because sure. yeah. music's the same way. Oh, yeah. Now, Hoover Dam I'm putting in there because, well, I'm going to include things like if you want to just go marvel at the air conditioners. I'm an AC guy. So I can sit there just looking at the coolers, giant brine coolers. They use cold water and salt to, or water and salt to make cold in these casinos. I just think that stuff's awesome because I've worked on little tiny things and I get to look at these things. They're literally bigger than giant three-story buildings. They're like cool buildings. You know, it's super neat. And they cool the pools and stuff. You start looking as an engineer at how they do Vegas and it's kind of practical and kind of cheap and kind of ingenious and kind of it's just neat right so you can go enjoy vegas for the engineering in lots and lots and lots of ways and i'll tell you what it's probably well it will still be abandoned but there's that one property there uh that's kind of been in for years there's a couple of properties that have just been for years in various stages so you can just kind of go look at a building like an x-ray machine because they haven't put the skin on it yet so it's just super fun to just go to vegas and experience some stuff that it happens so fast in a regular city or typically, you know, that you kind of get a slow motion version of some of the stuff. So anyway, I'm going to count the Hoover Dam as the engineering feats that you could experience in Vegas, plus the dam itself, the lake and all that. So I think a lot of people do go to the Hoover Dam, but one that I'm quite disappointed. I'm a little bit ashamed at our audience for not bringing this one up. And I think it's what everybody's going to vote for, which is, of course, international recreational machine gun shooting in Vegas. So not only is it an opportunity to go shoot machine guns that you might not have shot, but it's an opportunity for you to take your industry cred, cred and go ex and go 
flaunt it around and go play with it. Go shoot some machine guns for free. You're in Vegas in your media for SHOT Show. They're desperate to have people pay attention to them in a town where they're always desperate to have people pay attention to them. They make a lot of money. They're not, don't worry about you pulling triggers on a machine gun. So, yeah, take going and shooting uh, machine guns is definitely a thing. Also, just going four-wheeling and going out in the desert. They're, they take their recreational four-wheeling very seriously in the dunes or in the dune in, in the states where there's dunes like that. Uh, they can and do tool all over the place. So if you're interested in or in, just want to experience it, uh, very few places where you can just safely go out and what's that called? Like beach something, beach running or something. Yeah. Anyway, you can do all that kind of stuff. So put it in there. Uh, like I say, um, here's the thing. I can only tell you what I do. I'm a dude. I go up there and we drive up there. I'm enjoying the show. I like it as a reflection of the industry. I get to see uh, people evolve and projects come and go. And, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm liking the big picture, sitting on the bar stool and watching the, watching it happen, talking to the bartender and knowing the staff on that guy. So, um, you know, I'm taking, I'm, my advice is to, uh, I'm here to offer insight. I'm not necessarily here to offer advice all the time. Like my advice probably like say bad uncle advice. Um, but as far as a regular person who's going to SHOT Show for the first time, and this is a ton of money. I can definitely remember. I'm super spoiled because I live close to Vegas now. But I've gone to Florida, and it was thousands of dollars to go to Florida. And you are not going for thousands of dollars to just casually sit around unless you're in a whole different situation than most people I know. So if you're going to spend your vacation time and you're bringing family, spouse, or whoever, you know, because it's important that you spend time with them and this is a significant chunk of your income, then ignore everything we're saying and spend two days at SHOT and go freaking have fun in Vegas. The fun thing is when the biggest show in town happens, nothing else happens in town. So this is like the fifth or second biggest show in town. It kind of fluctuates. So this is a big show for Vegas. They had a big show last week. And I think the porn thing happens, which is, I don't know if it's big, but it, you know, it sucks a whole bunch of other people up in Vegas. So a lot of times Vegas is kind of dry. Like it's just sitting there empty, twiddling its thumbs, waiting for the 60,000 people to flow out of SHOT Show. And you probably got some bargains. I've never done that, but because usually the times when we're not in SHOT, it's because we're sick. So we're not out playing around. But, well, you've probably been the closest if you had uh, other people showing up. I'm trying to think. We don't get too many people. I brought it up because it does happen where people are like, I'm bringing my wife. And then it's like, or, you know, like there's not a lot of time and energy left after you know doing anything let alone a convention that's so big but um again i think realistically if this is your your one shot to incorporate uh, your robots again gee that sounds clear now <laughs> just go into pawn shops or farting around you can go to restaurants and order like a drink and go to a restaurant and order some fries and go to another restaurant and share a burrito. You can go to all kinds of awesome experiences and not spend a ton of money and they don't care. Like somebody else is going to come along later with their casino winnings and make up for a year buying just a French fries and leaving. Right. Well, you know, I think there's something to be said for the, you know, the type of person that goes and the mindset. So you know, what you were talking about earlier with bringing family members and, you know, like spending time well it depends on what kind of person you are and thankfully i've been with my wife long enough she understands what kind of person i am but the you know i'm focused on the show 
I've gone there. I'm going there for SHOT Show. I'm focused on the work. I'm focused on the show. It's hard for me to turn that switch off, right? So, you know, depending on the type of person you are, even if you have people that go, I mean, you may, your body may be there, right? Like, oh, we're going to go over here to this restaurant or we're going to go, you know, over to this landmark or museum or whatever it might be. Am I really there? Am I really spending time with that person? Or is my mind, you know, thinking about, oh, tomorrow it's shot, you know, tomorrow on the floor I need to do this. Or, you know, I've got to make sure that, you know, I do X, Y, and Z. And for me, it's 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 the latter for the most part. I mean, I'm for that whole week. I mean, give or take small sections, you know, I'm in that I'm in that zone. I don't know. I don't know how people do an hour show. Some people do twenty minute shows. It's fake. I don't even believe it. So we're gonna try to do this at an hour. It's very difficult because unless you structure it, you want to give yourself limited time to bear Appreciate everybody's coming with through these. Um couple that I start here. Uh she fires the scene. It's fun walking through some of the different hotels. I forgot about that too. Yeah, you can a lot of people, that's their Vegas trip. Literally, I know Actually, most people I know, now that I'm thinking about it, almost everybody I know, the different shops and hotels, looking at the weird people and the whatever, every once in a while, they're, oh, I met my one friend from seven years ago. How weird is that? So, yeah, and that's free. And like you say, drop a quarter or a dollar in a slot once in a while, and maybe you have free dinner or something. Um, got anything to add to that one? Um, Sometimes it's unintentional if you misjudge something and <laughs> you go, Oh, it's only three blocks away. Uh oh, then you just walk it for well, this is true. Yeah, uh, doesn't Vegas and the surrounding areas have some cool museums? Well, I know people that have gone to museums there, and there's like the nuclear museum and the gangster museum, I think, has something, but none of the gun museums on my radar are in Vegas, so I haven't been to too many. I haven't been to any of them. I don't think I've been to any even in my whole time. Right. Almost went to the nuclear museum, but it just didn't work out because I'm the same as Clover. If I can go, if, uh, me, I'm like, why would I do anything in Vegas? I can come back to Vegas. Like, I'm not doing anything except Shot Show but when I'm there for Shot Show, except for that gun show. We forgot about the gun show. So I got to add that to the list. If you're, we're talking about what to do after Shot Show, literally after Shot Show is over, there's an antique gun show in Vegas and it's the longest running gun show in Nevada. It's an interesting show. I've talked about it before. I, highly encourage you at least once if not every year add a day or two at the end of shot let everybody else leave this is something else i guess it's going to be tough i don't know if we're going to keep this in an hour so there's going back to the museums do you know of any other museums clover or museums that you've heard good stuff that it's worth maybe checking out uh no i haven't i not aware of any. I mean, I know that the Clark County Museum's there, but that's about it. And I only know about that from the TV show thing. Now that I think about it, there used to be a car museum in, there's the, there's the, or SHOT Show is in the convention center, which is attached to a hotel. That hotel is next to another hotel. That other hotel, it's blue, has a car museum in its car park. Right, you know what you call it, like the parking garage. Like one of the levels of the parking garage is cut out and made into right. a museum. If that's still there, that's a car museum. It had somebody's presidential limousine. It had an Elvis car. 
mostly celebrities from Hollywood type of stuff, kind of their cars and maybe a movie car or something or two. I'm not a big car person, but I mean, I knew what most of the cars were in there. And then I raced hard too. Um, then the that antique show or the antique gun show, I just have to bring it up again because it's worth doing because what you'll end up doing if you stay for the antique show, you're going to pay for the hotel. And that may be actually a big deal this year because it sounds like rates are going crazy. But if that's not the issue, you've got some other thing arranged or you've got something going on like a sharing uh, place with somebody or something, you can do it. Uh, staying for the show allows you to let the airport, which is swelled up to 60,000 people attending for just this show, plus all the regular people that are going in and out, it lets them get the heck out. And whatever's coming in next week is coming in. So the airport gets pretty crowded. I've never flown in for shot, but all I ever hear is how crowded the airport is. So I'm sure they're an efficient airport and everything, but there's something to be said for leaving on any event, right? To Especially any event that's going to swell an airport, I guess LA or uh, a smaller event in Vegas isn't going to be so bad because they're used to the big stuff. But um, anyway, there's that idea. They leave them before everybody, leave it on a Thursday, which I don't recommend, or waiting and stay until Sunday morning. You're getting a lot less swell from shot. Probably fewer planes, so I don't know how they work it. Um, but yeah, that's a good one about museums. Um, Smeggy was talking about bringing, you know, his significant other or whatever, um, but that she would be bored or whatever. I, you know, my wife is there. I mean, there are people that, like she was talking about, there's people that have family members or whatever that come that, you know, the family members, yes, I mean, they, you know, my wife will want to be at the show, and, and obviously she knows a lot of the people I know and, and ladies of the DC Project and other things, so there's a certain amount of that that she's interested in, but she goes and does other things. So, you know, it's just a matter of introductions and meeting new people and maybe they can go sightsee or do something, you know what I mean, together. So there's that, that aspect of it. I'd say a good chunk of Vegas is designed to be entertaining for people who are doing something else because somebody else is doing something interesting. Cause so many stuff, things happen in Vegas that, well, I mean, look at, yeah, that. look at, look at all the conventions that happen there and you know with all the conventions that happen there significant others go and they don't care about the the physicians convention or the or the whatever Two pick some whatever yeah 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 pick some goofy industry you know um so yeah absolutely um and then um i don't know what count customs is they're talking about that but that made me think of vehicles and something that people don't think about too often and I don't know if we've got anybody currently pink pink for sure still do, does this with uh people i don't know if anybody else right now but over the years one of the things that happens at shot show which is a, an element of shot show like you know pink is doing it now but i've known other people that have done this over the years i've done it hell i've done it for over the years is it's an opportunity to rent a car so if you fly into vegas you don't need a car for sure don't say you need a car back in the olden days before other things that might have needed a car might have been useful when going to the shoots and stuff is different if you're going to the shoot with multiple people let's talk if you're just going there on your own you got to ride to the shoot, shoots or you're going to take the bus totally different story but you can rent like exotic cars you can rent like i was saying four-wheel dune buggies and stuff you can rent real cars in vegas because the people just want to play around with their winnings or they want to go to vegas and it's their honeymoon and they want to do something cool so 
don't forget that. Like you can incorporate that into Vegas. And let's say your significant other is a four wheel drive nut. They're more than happy to drop you off at SHOT Show, pick you up when? Yeah, I'll probably be done by then. <laughs> you know, they're going to be four wheeling yeah. all day and loving it. Uh -huh. Or racing around in a Corvette or whatever. I seen a Corvette go by me the other day and they're like, what the hell is this? Like, that was some kind of fancy car. It was a Corvette. Right. Looked like a race car. But anyhow, uh, yeah, there's that aspect. Um, and I just think it was, it's neat too to rent um, uh, weird cars that you might not, you know, ever want to buy or whatever. Like, I'd really like to rent an electric car drive it around, see what it's like to drive things, especially the kind with the robot drives for you. I don't want to own one of them, but I definitely want to drive around in one, have the robot, you know, drive me around so I go to sleep or whatever. It'd be great. So do you know what Count Customs is? Is that a car thing? I assume it was a car thing. Yeah, it is. That's the guy that uh, anytime they had on the pawn shop show, anytime they had a car or vehicle or whatever, oh. they called in his place. Yeah. Right on. And then gun shops. Let's not forget gun shops. There's a bunch of them. Uh, the gun store is the first one. The, no, not the first one, but one of the first ones. The, the gun, Vegas. Man, what is it called? It's on the one. The, the one on the way to Perump is a big one too. It's a, definitely one of the better ones. It's got surplus stuff. I could go find the patch, and I'd know what it's called. It's been a while since I've been there because it's so far out of town. But if you're going out to Perump for any reason, definitely remember to stop at that last shop. It's Well, it used to be on the edge of town. It's probably towards the end of town at this point because of the growth of Vegas. Uh, but then the gun store is a really good one. And then uh, 702 is unique. It's not my favorite, but it's unique. I would definitely check it out. And um, Machine Gun Vegas uh, is one of my favorites. That's another one that's unique. It's, it's not a gun store, but... Uh, then the some of the other just shops and stuff i go on and on i've been to i don't know 14 of them or something in vegas i don't know how many of them are still there but definitely you've got as much assortment in vegas then there's surplus stores there too so you've got as much assortment of gun oh man with well, the best surplus store on the planet is han surplus what am i thinking uh that's in north vegas which is vegas um so yeah you if you're gonna give yourself some time if you're driving uh, don't forget about gun shops and, and surplus stores goes to sea and skydiving. Well, there's that thing where you can just sit on top of a fan. They just put a some kind of a grid work over a giant fan and you stand there and it blows you up into a tube. So you can tube dive. But yeah, you can regular old jump and I was going to say, I bet you there's a thing where you could drive race cars on a racetrack because we have that in Phoenix. So I'm guessing they have it in Vegas. Uh, and sometimes those places will teach you uh, evasive driving and that kind of thing. So as far as that, like I say, Vegas is definitely designed like Clover Sand because of all the conventions and stuff. It's designed to entertain people because of the honeymoons and people just vacationing there fairly cheap. Flights can be cheap because there's so many of them. Uh, it's a hub, I guess. Not, not a hub for people getting off and going somewhere else, but a hub that everyone wants to direct to Vegas. So it ends up being like the spokes of a wheel. You end up having a, a direct flight usually from most airports, I think. Um, so again, it's designed to be a place where people look for distractions and stuff. Uh, are we missing something? I'm sure we're missing something big picture. You know, you got to be careful of the weirdos and stuff. It isn't the nicest town in the world. It's definitely getting uglier and violenter as far as just weird stuff and cops being all over the place and fast to react and confrontational and stuff just because they're trying to stop things before they get big, I'm assuming. There's so many different cultures and people there, they react differently. Some people react really differently. Other people can just let things slide. Other people freak out. So 
depending on you know i'm sure if you get away from the strip it's a little different but uh, vegas is certainly changing there's it's almost a ghost town i don't know if you you were off the strip last time you, you get an idea what i'm talking about like all the stores really changed the city had changed quite a bit yeah uh, yeah there's probably something to be said for i don't know if this is necessarily an after event but since it came up uh when you're booking if you're booking a location feel free to chat with one of us i don't know every area of vegas but i've definitely probably stayed in more areas of vegas than anybody um not recently but you know over the years and i can tell you a little bit about what might be good or bad about getting in and out of the show from any part of vegas but i'm sure we can find somebody who can give us some insight as to what the neighborhoods might be like there can be some really good deals but think about it why is it a good deal might be really scary for your rental car scary for your uber people or something like that we definitely had people stay in quite places they were not comfortable in and comfortable in the other way too i've had you know you know we've seen people play, stay in places that were super snooty like you couldn't bring the dog in because it was too fancy so you know be careful when you're booking that you read all oh and then didn't you guys get in a thing one time where like you couldn't come in after nine or something like you they got some weird rules sometimes um so I guess that's probably another show is about staying in Vegas. We're doing pretty good at keeping it an hour. I thought it might take a little bit longer to address some of those, but I probably just didn't let you say anything. So do you want to address any of those? I kind of just rambled there for a bit. No, I'll, good. I'll these other museums up that people were mentioning. So I didn't even know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of them. Now that you mentioned some of these, I did know, I guess. I think Gun Museum, I guess. Um, all right, I keep saying um today for some reason. So um, we're going to end the poll. Seven votes is all we got. Most people want to shoot machine guns. I anticipated in this crowd. You people look like a lot of people that would want to go around shooting machine guns all the time. You probably want machine guns to be legal. That's what I think. Uh, then we got fancy dinner came in 29%. And then Vegas show 14%. All right. Well, so in that one, we'll pretty much run this right around an hour. Next week, we're going to be chatting about... The range days or would you rather well we have range days cities of, of the city of vegas the monorail we might want to kick that one out we kind of talked about that today i think i don't know if we can devote a whole show to just the city of vegas and the monorail although i didn't really talk about the monorail like i wanted to today uh equipment that's definitely a whole show planning your opportunities uh, maybe later on in the series so that once people have got some ideas they can run them past us and we can do that q a in front of people or is that better q a to do in front of people now so they can start planning right i'm not sure uh the food and drink and rituals i don't know if that needs a whole show so um attending is the different roles at chat show thinking outside the box what will the show be like and then towards the end of the series we'll bring a bunch of people together who've been and Actually, maybe we'll do two shows, one where we get a bunch of people who've been and talk about what they think it's going to be like. And I think it would be interesting if we can get a group of people uh, together that haven't been yet. A yeah. whole show with just people that haven't been yet. If yeah. people are interested, so give us some feedback on that. All right, I'll give you the rest of the show. Thanks for jumping in, Clover, and thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Clover will wrap it up, and then we'll be back with you next week. Approximately, well, a little bit earlier, I think. Today was a little bit late for a thing but i would just say that i think that probably on the equipment side since you know a lot of the reason we do this is for you know the new people that are going there's quite a few this year spoke with shoe fires this morning um 
hopefully got her squared away for range today. But um, I think the equipment thing, I think we need to hit on it maybe sooner than later because that may be some purchasing decisions or, you know, Christmas gift idea, you know, whatever that uh, will give people some time to be able to budget that, try to squeeze that type of stuff in if it's if there's certain things they're not thinking about that they you know they may need equipment wise that's basically the only thing i've got to say right on so we'll talk a little bit off air get that figured out maybe next week we'll be in one of those topics we just talked about and then um well i can't help but ask or question what about borrowing so we'll maybe we'll, we'll explore some outside the box ways of getting more equipment than you can actually uh, uh, pull on your own temporarily. Um, okay, well, with that, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Uh, this is ending live, but it still exists, right? It's going to be a video as it renders here. So if you're watching this thing in the future, feel free to leave comments. We do read them all. So we'll apply those comments or those questions that might come in to, and that applies to all the shows in the series, to the next one that we do. So we're doing these Tuesday mornings. Bring your questions, and this is the time to register. If you've questioned whether or not you should go to SHOT, register. What's the worst that can happen? And you decide not to go. At least you registered. Can't At the last minute, you can't make yourself registered. At the last minute, you can decide not to go. Yep. You bet. Thanks for being out there. Thanks for asking or asking questions. Give us something to chat about. She fires, Smeggy, Ghost, Weston, Ozzy. Chris, Corey, no, Katie. Am I saying that right? And then I think I'm hitting everybody, right? Yep. I need to cue this up because that's the awkward part. I need to cue this up next time when Clover's saying stuff and then. Tonight's episode, Triangle of Terror. Thank <laughs> you.